This is the relevant podcast. It's Tuesday, September 14th, 2021, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, speaker, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? Well, it's Tuesday. We're, we're getting in the flow of the two-episode-a-week thing again. Y'all feeling good? I mean, we're doing more shows now, the Tuesday thing. Uh, anything happened this weekend? I mean, it was September 11th over yeah. the weekend. I mean, yeah, Labor Day. Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Labor, um, yeah, Labor Day was a week and a half ago. Yeah. Did you actually, do yeah, I hosted, I hosted a little uh, shindig for some neighbors. Uh, a little, it was a birthday party for one of my neighbors. and Don't you, you know, always pretty, do that? No, we I do mean, isn't that like every day for you? Yeah. It's, it's quite a bit. Quite, quite a bit happening out in the old backyard. But this is the first time I've been visited by law enforcement. And they came out oh, twice no. on Saturday night. Um, and at this point... Oh, he's okay. He's white. He'll be fine. It, it, oh, honestly, no, that's Derek. how it was. I mean, D- Derek, I mean, I almost... <laughs> like, I mean, the, I almost convinced the, the, the officer to join us in the backyard. And he told me... <laughs> he told me... He's, he whispered to me. He literally did this. He goes, I got a body cam on. I can't. I got a body cam. They're watching. That's literally he what he really told said me. that? Yes. He, but he said it out of range of the body cam. Oh, like, gosh. <laughs> like, I, I think I just have one bitter neighbor who, who you know, they're the type that just well, finds Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, did you, like, invite the entire block except, like, no, one it home? No, invite. Yes. No, no. I was going to say, that's who called the police. I think I know who called the Yeah, no, no. This was this was mostly family members of, of my neighbor who had were in town for her birthday, and we offered to, to use our backyard to host the birthday party. But anyway, as it went from day to night, and all the kids went went home, and, and it was, you know, went from like pool party, family pool party, just grown ups hanging out. We had, we did like, you know, my friend was born in the 80s. So we did like 80s trivia on a projector. You could tell, like, the, not only was the second officer who arrived at the scene to tell us <laughs> to keep it down, um, not only was he surprised at seeing a bunch of like nerdy suburban, you know, couples sitting around a, 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 a slideshow projector on Saturday night at 10 30 doing trivia. Like, you could tell he was disappointed. I, he was, he was in the mode where he wanted to run and chase down some teenagers like leaving a kegger like right. you could tell like he was in the mood to jump some fences that night right like <laughs> and he came back and again i think he saw we still had plenty of food left and he was very tempted and he knew no lie he knew the question it was a question about an 80s movie i think it was like um uh what was that one um Never ending story. He straight up yelled the answer and was right. Like I could tell, I could tell my my dude yes. really wanted to hang, and he was and he wasn't like he wasn't a young guy. Like he looked like he'd been on the force for a while. I mean, full full goatee action. You know, looked like he he used the the police weight room quite a bit. He looked like the type of officer that he wasn't used to stumbling into trivia nights. And I really <laughs> wish he would have hung out. I really wish hey, he would have. And I could tell he wanted. Dude, like I said, he he whispered right in my ear about the body cam. So you know, it's it was uh it was was I he slowly caressing your hair when he did that? That sounds weird. What do you mean whispered in your ear? He well, like, he didn't want the, he didn't want the he didn't Jim. want his microphone to pick it up. <laughs> like he didn't want he didn't want his like <laughs> thing. About this is weird. 
Yeah, yeah this, is, I mean, this is odd, bro. Look, he's, he was a person too. And he, there's something fun about trivia, okay? Like, I'm sure if he was a podcast listener, he would, he was playing right along with us on last episode when we were doing the, you know, romance novels. Romance yeah. novels yeah. and Taylor Swift, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it was, right. it was, it was quite, quite eventful. So uh, we're glad you're okay. We're glad that you weren't arrested for your trivia Good. getting out of way. For trivia I talk, night. I, I yeah. talked my way out of it. Yeah. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to author and speaker Rebecca Lyons. She joins us. Uh, we talk about what it means to surrender our yes to God. It's a mm. great conversation. Also, at the end of the show, we have a very special What's Jesse Thinking? You don't want to miss that. Uh, but stay tuned. Right now, up next, it's Slices. But if you have to go You're listening to Omar Apollo. The song is Go Away. Go Away. That was actually my high school nickname. Go Away. Okay, it's time for Slices. Have you have you been working on a new jingle or are we too busy? Uh, I've been working on the magazine. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> have you, oh, so you've been actually doing the important work that we tried to create, not, not well, uh, you know, updated I mean, Slices jingle. Well, let's, <laughs> let's try to get a priority shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Sorry, everyone. The magazine's late, but here's a new jingle. What am I um, thinking? <laughs> all right. What do you have, Jesse? All right. I have a story that involves a secret code, a conspiracy, oh my. Oh my. A, 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 you know, some internet users going rogue to get to the bottom of something. And now, as of like last week, an investigation by the federal government. Uh, you guys probably all know the conspiracy I'm talking about. It is, uh, you know, one that I think is of great national concern. And it is, why is it that when you go to McDonald's, there's a pretty good chance the McFlurry machine is broken? Oh, <laughs> I, I need to answer to this, please. Okay, it's a pretty big deal. Um, in fact, uh, so many people have had, there's a lot of people who are like McFlurry loyalists. I, I, I've, I've had McFlurries. I don't, personally, I don't think there's anything to write home about, but some people really, really love McFlurries. In fact, one of the writers for Wired Magazine who did a deep dive on this whole uh, conspiracy, uh, at one point, just casually wanted to, as a, like some sort of anecdote, just anecdotally, um, he he looked at how many people joked about spending their stimulus checks on uh, or on repairing their local McDonald's McFlurry machine, and he said he stopped keeping track at 200 people making the same joke. Like oh it is, gosh. it's one of those things where a lot of people are upset. In fact, some some enterprising uh, um, uh, like program actually set up a site that is called mcbroken.com and I'm what it does it right is now. I'm on mcbroken.com oh right now it uses, yeah. it uses a bot to automatically attempt to place an online order this is from my magazine for ice cream at every McDonald's in America every 20 to 30 minutes and then measures the results and reveals at any time this is in a two month window somewhere between 5 to 16% of the McFlurry machines are broken right okay. now currently 12.61%, 12.6% of McDonald's ice cream machines are broken. Yeah, In so, New York, so it's, it's 31%. 
Yeah, in New York it, so th- th- this isn't just like a conspiracy theory. This seems like, okay, something's going on because McDonald's makes like something like $19 billion a year. And so it seems like it wouldn't be that hard to have functioning ice cream machines. This is crazy. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my neighborhood, my closest McDonald's. It's down right now. Like it's is the, the red, red mean dot, it's down? Yeah. The red dot. And then I have se- uh, seven green ones around that. But so, so the, a young guy named Jerry O'Sullivan, you know, uh, basically made it his his mission. He what he he saw a business opportunity here. He's like, well, maybe I can, you know, create something that would actually fix these machines. Well, uh, through an odyssey of development, and uh, he actually, um, you know, him and his, his partner, um, uh, they both kind of you know established you know sort of uh, a, a business where they would get investments to come up with a solution to this problem. Eventually, after a lot of start and stops, they developed a a device called a kitch and basically it's short for like kitchen and basically this is a device that uh you can uh plug onto the side of one of these uh, mcdonald's machines that are made by a company called taylor and it will perform a diagnosis and tell you what's wrong evidently they're really complex to to operate and they're only made by one company and they cost franchisees about eighteen thousand dollars to purchase one of these mcflurry machines um well what they discovered is that there is a secret hidden panel like a secret hidden menu menu that's not even referenced in the in the machine's instruction booklet that is only accessible by uh you know a a series of buttons you have to press it's like 16 different commands you have to press in order to even access a panel that will run a diagnostic now you know their tool quickly became very effective and they started selling subscriptions to local McDonald's franchises that they could pay them like 10 or $15 a month and get this diagnostics and they could repair their own machines. Well, the ta- the company that was making the machines, um, you know, ha- has sent them a cease and desist. Things have gotten ugly. Uh, Jerry O'Sullivan and his partner even have theorized that this company has taken some of their devices in an attempt to reverse engineer them to figure out how they work and how to prevent them from working uh, because wow. they're is a conspiracy uh, that involves the company Taylor and McDonald's conspiring to make sure that the only way that these machines can be repaired is with a licensed repair person that often charges thousands of dollars. So not only can Taylor make $18,000 per the sale of one machine, they know that if they continuously break, it's an additional stream of revenue to send a repair person and kind of fleece these franchise owners out of thousands of dollars, an additional thousands of dollars every couple months because they're not only do they are they incredibly finicky and easy to break even to access the panel that shows what's broken you have to be a licensed technician have it, but the the but the company's providing the technicians so uh it is it it could be this devious thing that's happening behind the scenes uh so much so that last week the federal trade commission uh, t- uh announced in the wall street journal broke this story um that the federal trade commission is going to open up into a Investigate an investigation into what's going on between this company Taylor, McDonald's, and this Vice Kitch, and that if these machines are are actually, as some people theorize, made to break, and mm. so that they can be fixed at a premium price. It's a crazy I, story. I, I get it for the company, the manufacturer. I don't get it why McDonald's would be okay with that. Well, according that. according to the Wired article, the theory is that just as part of their uh, modus operandi, McDonald's is very loyal loyal to longtime vendors, 
and that, you know, because they've worked with this company for so long, um, you know, that they are going to continue to work with them. And, you know, also because of their franchise model, it's not really McDonald's, the big McDonald's that is absorbing a lot of these costs. A lot of times the local franchise owner who has mm. to, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, uh, you know, pay the maintenance fees or just leave their machines not operational. And so, mm. uh, you know, I, again, I don't, I'm not trying to malign this company, Taylor, because a lot of this is theoretical at this point, but you can read a, a deep dive investigation into it in Wired Magazine, which uh, ran recently, or you can uh, look at the Wall Street Journal report about the FTC investigation. Hope Soon we'll have answers. We don't know what's going on right now, but it feels like a Dominion uh, we, voting we, machine scandal. Like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was thinking... You know, and, and they didn't, none of them said this directly, but it seems pretty mm-hmm. clear that Hugo Chavez was involved here. And so right. I'm going to unleash the Kraken and I will get cyber ninjas to do their thing. And about a year and a half from now, maybe we'll have less answers than we do. Um, do, if, y'all, if do y'all get ice cream at McDonald's? Like, I, I can't no, think of I don't remember the last time I've been to McDonald's. No, oh, I was at McDonald's two days ago, but I don't get what ice do you, cream there. Oh, I don't remember the last time I've eaten there. Like, I've had a McFlurry plenty of times. The coolest thing about the McFlurry is the, the, the shape of the spoon, which is, you know, for some reason, just has like kind of open. Because for that's ease. the stir. Like that's that they attach the spoon to the McFlurry machine. Oh, because it kind of uh-huh. has that open end. Uh-huh. Yeah, thing right. With the spoon. So the spoon's already in it. For for my money, for my money, I'm going with I'm going with DQ. You give me a blizzard. When Get they, a blizzard. When they, when they turn that thing upside down and you're standing at the drive-thru and you can see how thick it is. And and you get you ever get into the staring match with the Dairy Queen person? Like, I I want to see how long you're gonna hold that upside down. How how much do you trust the creaminess of that ice cream? Because usually, usually they just go up and down. You know, look, hey, here's your frosty up and every once in a while you'll get one and they just they're just holding that blizzard. And you're like, keep going, <laughs> keep going. You're just staring into the void, like, how far can we take it? You know, and then they flip it back over. It's it's a thrill every time you get a Dairy Queen. <laughs> My so. favorite ice cream is Jenny's. What's oh, it? Yeah. Oh, that's the real ice cream. That's not like McDonald's. I like it. People will send us Jenny's as gifts, and it's real fun to get. Are you for real? They mm-hmm. do, look, okay, listen. Relevant, but you have Jenny's in Nashville. Yes, but send me some Jenny's for okay. my birthday. That's <laughs> there you go. Just go. I didn't know they was doing it like that. Yeah, I, I think we have Jenny's in Austin Jenny's now. In the That's mail. what I think. Wow. We got like twelve Jenny's in Nashville. Yeah. Like Nashville is a Jenny's fan. That we're Jenny's yeah. fans here. All right. What do you have, Jamie? Okay. Well, I'm wondering: Were any of you guys Boy Scouts? Nah, I no. wanted to be, but my mom was like, nah, we I did Royal that. Rangers. Uh, I went to Assemblies of God Church. <laughs> what is that? That's the, that's the church Rangers Boy Scout? is like the, the church Boy Scout program. Did you earn kids. badges and stuff? Yep. And went to, had the camping Why Christians got to rip off everything? everything. What? It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, so Derek, bad, you want to be sorry. a Boy Scout, but your mom wouldn't let you. Mama was like, I, I don't got time for all this. All right, so this one Boy Scout, his name's Omkar. He was 16, all right, 16 years old, and he is an Eagle Scout, which I didn't know this until this past year, um, is that being an Eagle Scout is like a really big deal, right? You're like, you went all the way. Is it? I don't know. People put on their resumes, like they're going into college, and they're like, oh, I'm an Eagle Scout. If someone, listen, if someone in their 20s Put that you on know, their flexes, resume. Flexes no, with their no, Eagle I mean Scout. a resume going that, to college. Oh, oh, even oh, then, oh. even then, it's a red flag. It's like, okay, well, you, you know. Okay, listen, fake I military. Don't, uh, I don't know anything about Boy Scouts or Eagle Scouts, but I was on this committee last year where we were interviewing seniors going into college, and yeah. every time a kid came in and he said he was an Eagle Scout, all the other moms were like, "Oh, congratulations!" So I guess it was a big deal. 
I Listen, don't know. It, it, an Eagle Scout's the type that would show up to a trivia night and not want to participate because they got a body cam on. Right. Like they play a little <laughs> too tight by the rules. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, they're not going to look the other way if, uh, if you got a, you know, got a corner here and there. They're going to, they're okay. going to, you know. <laughs> well, this Omkar kid was 16 years old. And I had to look this up because I didn't know how many badges you needed to become an Eagle Scout. According to the internet, you need 21 merit badges. All right. 20, 21. Doesn't sound like that big of a deal. 21 badges. This kid earned all badges possible, 137 badges, and he's 16 years old. And so in the 111 year of history of Boy Scouts, there have been 110 million Scouts, none of you guys and none of my kids, fewer than 500 have ever done that. So whatever you think about Boy Scouts, we're going to give... Um, but what, what is the badge? Car. Like, what are they? What do you bro, do? Hey, like, bro, oh, is I out there roughing it. Here's some of the badges. There's first aid. There's citizenship in the community. Citizenship in the nation. Communication. What, like, how, what, cooking. what do you have to do to earn it? You know what I mean? Like, do you like go like first aid? Okay, so I know how to administer first aid. I could learn that in an hour. And then I earn a badge. I have no idea. I've never been a Boy Scout, but I'm sure there are things you do. If I was mm. hiring, I'd be like, I'm for, it's very impressive with these badges. But unfortunately, uh, this job does not require not tying or birdhouse making. And so, uh, you know. I don't see how your skills translate. I'm sorry. Why is this on your resume? You must be a hard worker. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Y'all I'm sure. leave my man alone. He caught <laughs> all the badges. He's good at bird not, he got all no, the no, badges. No, real, real talk. This kid, this kid's a teenager. He's 16. That is very impressive. Like, for, yeah. especially someone he at his age. He can name I, every bird in his region. Look, <laughs> at 16, I couldn't even finish my homework. I know. Thank you. Know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to him for... Doing his homework and getting the, well, we don't the, know. He might have flunked out of school. He might. You don't I, know, dude. I doubt it. I doubt it. Listen, I, he, he. I don't think. I don't think I would have qualified literally for one of those badges at the age Bags. of sixteen. You know, yeah. like it Bags. is very impressive. He's able yes. to do it. I just. I just. Y'all are acting like he's listening to this show. Like, I'm just saying. There's a long running Could, joke on this podcast uh, from way back in the Order of the Bow, where I used to clown on Eagle Scouts just to. to to, you know, to get under the skin, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and pick on a sixteen-year-old for doing something that there's no way I could have done. Like, not only did I not have the like the motivation, which I certainly did not, uh, but I don't think I would have had the the skills to, to make all that happen. Are you clowning so. on someone who's in their thirties, still telling people that he was an Eagle Scout? I, I that guilty. <laughs> yes, guilty. Yeah. a former cast very member guilty. was very. Proud of his <laughs> eagle scoutiness. And no, he, you're oh. kidding. He would not let it go. <laughs> you're kidding. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I said some things that. Uh, let me just say, we're not kind, and I stand by. Stay The world's not kind is is the lesson here. Okay, you got to be prepared. World. For Eagle Scouts. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Jesse started his old. I mean, this is a true thing. We made merch and everything for sale. People bought merch and it was called Order of the Stop Bow. Order playing. of the Bow. And it was his own version of the Boy Scouts. And it was, <laughs> oh my gosh. It was everything the Boy Scouts was not. Was Stood the order against. of the boo. Stood boo. against. Yeah. yeah. We, we, encur- we encourage reckless camping. Okay. <laughs> like we encourage. Like leave we, all your we, fires we, going when you leave. Si- exactly. Safety. <laughs> safety is actually, you know, in our world uh, is a bad thing. Yeah. We, you know, our retreats are incredibly dangerous yeah. and uh, we will leave men behind easily. <laughs> we, like we do it pretty much every time. We, someone's left out there we made t-shirts. We made hats. I mean, there are people who got wearing order of the bow merchandise right now 
because Jesse's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesse's yeah. feelings about Eagle Scouts. All right, but, but that we 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 determine that conflicts were not resolved through words or hierarchy, but through rock fights. And it was you know just did it you was say just a, rock fights where you you throw rocks at one another? Theoretically, I think that's called stoning, Jesse. I think that's in the Bible. It's not a good thing. No, this isn't. This isn't punishment. Well, that this isn't punishment. This is your punishment is we leave you behind in the forest, and you have to find your way out with so the compass. Oh man! Uh, All right, what do you have, Derek? Well, you know, we're still in a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, COVID nineteen. I just got over it. It was a extremely awful and terrible disease. You know, so I understand. Everybody doing what they need to do to take care of themselves. And keep others safe. It's, it's a, yep. Keep others safe. That is extremely important. I also understand that, you know, everyone doesn't agree with everyone's methods on how to keep themselves safe. I also understand that we have been in this pandemic for going on two years. Mm-hmm. We're getting stir crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's plans. We've We've pushed back, you know trips and all those different things well certain places are like hey if you don't have a vaccine can't come here mm. certain places are like hey you know if you don't ha- if you don't have a vaccine you got to quarantine for 10 days mm. before we let you in our country because mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out how to end this pandemic well my homegirl chloe had a great idea she said she's gonna buy fake vaccine card she's gonna she's gonna say that she's been vaccinated so she can bypass quarantine in Hawaii. It's only made one mistake. I'm so stressed she out right probably, now. She probably would have got away with it if she spelled Moderna correctly. <gasps> <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> Chloe. Yeah. My old girl, Chloe. She said she's 24 years old. Oh, Chloe. She just wanted to go out to, to, to Hawaii and titillate. That's all she wanted to do. But instead... In the low tide. But, but yeah, in the low tide. The, the lighthouse, lighthouse keepers are crawling. The lighthouses that are everywhere out there. Bunch My whole girl, Chloe, yeah. she would have got away with it, but she made two mistakes. She said, one, she spelled Moderna instead of M-O-D-E-R-N-A. She spelled it M-A-D-E-R-N-A. And it makes me wonder... Was she trying to spell Medea instead? You know, I don't know. But it looked like, you know, she's struggling there. And then on top of that, she said she had got it in uh, Delaware. And Delaware said, we don't even know who this girl is. <laughs> so, that uh, you know, she, 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 she clearly lied a lot. She, you know, she didn't have her, the, the uh, hotel she said she was staying at. She lied to Hawaii about that. So, oh my gosh, you know, Chloe. Yeah, she, 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 she blew it for sure. Uh, so I looked up, I said, well, what is the punishment for this? The punishment is a misdemeanor, $5,000 fine and or one year in jail. Oh, man, we ain't playing around. So, um, Chloe, you might should have went to Florida mm. instead of Hawaii, <laughs> but you know, cause they don't care nothing about Florida. You'd have been straight. You could have went down there coughing and all that. They would have let you wherever you wanted to go. You know? In Florida, it's, it's true. I mean, it's like, there's like the government is doing nothing. And, and so you start to see business owners and stuff like it's, it's wild west out here. So the business owners can do whatever they want. And that's kind of the whole point of the gov- our governor's stance, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a, a sign going around here in Florida of a Chinese restaurant, and the sign said, lunch special, $1,500. Mm-hmm. 
get 99% off if you have your vaccine card. Mm. I thought that was an interesting mm. incentive. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Well, I got, I got, I keep mine, my vaccine card in my I wallet for COVID and for horse worms <laughs> and my other card. I can show you documented proof that I don't have horse worms <laughs> and I don't have COVID. Did, and so did you guys, see I really th- don't like it when people are making fake cards. I, I think this is I know it's shady. I think I it mean, is it's shady. Like, come on. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, listen, I, you you I, I get, you know, I, I may not personally agree, but I get people who are taking personal stands. But when forgery uh, and fraud That's how I feel the equation, too. like you, you don't. No one's telling you you have to get the vaccine, but I don't think we should be well, lying yeah, that's about not it. That you can't have it both ways. Like, well, this is my issue. Like, I understand people, and I, I've said this privately, and I'll say it publicly. I understand when people are like, you know what, I don't want to get a vaccine because it goes in my body. Like, I understand that. You know what I mean? I, you know, I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's your body, whatever, but you can't have it both yeah. ways. You can't say I'm not going to get a vaccine and then I'm going to forge, yeah. uh, you know, vaccine papers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not wear a mask. I'm not social distancing. Like you can't have it both ways. It's like, you have to do something to do whatever. Like if you don't want to get the vaccine, cool, but bro, don't forge the papers. And if you're going to forge the papers, <laughs> At least do the research. <laughs> spell to it spell right. Spell it. It's not that hard. You could have go. You could have googled it. Like uh, it's like I, 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 <laughs> I was watching Suicide Squad, and there's a scene where the guy Bloodsport is, you know, his, his daughter comes in, and she had committed a crime, and when she committed the crime, he was not mad that she committed the crime. He was mad that she committed a dumb crime. And that's kind of how I feel with Chloe. And I'm like, you could have, you just could have spelled it right. Why did you, why didn't you just Google it? The funny thing is like, um, um, my card, it, I took a picture of it when I got it, uh, when I got mm-hmm. the vaccine and I have the J and J shot and it, it, it spelled Jansen, J A N S E N. Da, 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 da. Mm. And somebody mm. commented on my post was like, I think you got some bootleg kind of unofficial. Where do you, where are you right now? And I'm like, actually, I'm in a mobile <laughs> unit on the corner right now. I don't know. What did I just get? And I learned. You got the Jansport I le- shot. I learned that Jansen is the, <laughs> one of the brand names at Johnson Johnson. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's official. Uh, All right, it's official. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. I got, I got, I got three Jansen and Jansen shots uh, <laughs> right in my neck. And, <laughs> and I grew an extra toe overnight. Yeah. You're not going to believe it. Why. You're not going to believe this. As soon as, at, days later, I was diagnosed with a horse worm. Yeah, horse so worm. I don't know what was in that Jansen horse and Jansen. Oh, I got the Medea shot, and all of a sudden, my hair turned gray. And I, I started cussing everybody out. I don't know what happened. I'm getting, a, I'm getting something telling me I'm getting some hilarious hijinks this Halloween. And, you know, like. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, Rebecca Lyons joins us. Don't let make you feel alone. When you
You're listening to Rag and Bone Man and Nothing But Thieves. The song is Alone. Well, today's show is also brought to you by UHSM. I know we're all tired of the rising cost of healthcare. That's why we're so happy to share a little bit about WeShare. WeShare is a health sharing program powered by UHSM, a Christian health sharing ministry. Now, health sharing isn't insurance. These programs are member-based fellowships where faithful people exercise their right to take charge of their own health care. Learn more about how WeShare is restoring faith in healthcare at WeShare.org. That's WeShare.org. O-R-G. Well, our guest today is Rebecca Lyons. She's an author and speaker who uses her personal story of overcoming anxiety, depression, and consumer impulses to encourage others. She's the co-founder of Q Ideas, an organization that helps equip Christians on how to wisely engage culture. Uh, her latest book is called A Surrendered Yes, and it explores how we can find freedom and rest in saying yes to God in the midst of uncertainty. Rebecca spoke with our very own Emily Brown about how we can practice saying yes, the importance of rest, and how we can find freedom and surrender. Here's our conversation with Rebecca Lyons. Surrendered yes is just letting go of your plans, your idea of what life never looks as planned, but the surrender is being willing to do that with the understanding that there's something you can't see, there's something you're journeying into. And I I would say the yes, so a lot of times surrender is just letting go of what you expected, but then the yes is, I think, an invitation to do something that you might have uh, been hesitant to do, afraid to do, felt a nudge from God, a prompt, something that you can't shake. I kind of call it like sand in your shoe. It's irritating, but it comes back around, you know, every few months, maybe every few years. If it's a bigger thing, maybe it's um, growing your family, moving across country, uh, shifting careers. Um, But it can also be an everyday surrendered yes that looks just like I'm going to choose gratitude uh, no matter how hard the circumstances look right now, or I'm going to lean into a difficult conversation that I'd rather avoid Uh, partly the surrender and the yes is that we know that it's for our good. So we don't shrink back or avoid or escape. Um, Even if it's going to make us uncomfortable or we're nervous about the outcome, we trust that it's still the right thing to do. Yes. Yeah. I love that so much. And what I really love too is throughout the book, you reference your own life and journey with um, just a lot of the different things that the Lord has asked you to say yes to. So I'd like, you know, I just kind of want to hear more, like how did you, get to this place where you learn to say a surrendered yes. Um, Cause you've been asked of a lot. There's a lot of big things that you've had to say yes to in your life. All along the way, we say yes to things we don't really want to as kids. You know, it's just part of life. You, you get in line, you, you obey the rules, you, you do the right thing. Um, now you can obviously get rebellious against that. Certainly I've had that season too, where I just, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's a, that's a resistant. No, not a surrendered. Yes. <laughs> so I've, I've lived in all those ways. And I think most of us have, if we're honest, but um, I would say the probably most paramount thing that shifted my posture towards God of just trusting his sovereignty in places I couldn't see was when we had our firstborn son, Cade, who uh, I was 26. And we found out six hours later, he had a Down syndrome diagnosis. And I had had testing that would have indicated otherwise a false negative. And it just definitely caught me off guard. I was unprepared for that. Um, and yet you surrender to it. You love 
your child, you want to learn everything you can. I just felt very ill-equipped and didn't know what I didn't even know. And I would say 20 years later, I still don't know what I don't know. (laughs) But I just think the goal and the, the piece is that whatever our journey looks like, God doesn't leave us and he gives us the grace and the strength and the the peace to keep going and so really in so many ways i would say a surrendered yes is a lot like endurance it's a lot like what does it look to never give up or persevere in something that's hard when we take circumstances we may have not chosen and we then turn those for good to help encourage other people who might be walking through something similar and that's the point that we're not overcome by hard things but we grow through them, we su- we surrender to them, we grow through them, and then we help encourage others to do the same. You know, one of the things I think so many people struggle with is learning that no is actually a really good yes. Um, And that's something that I've had, you know, people in my life kind of remind me that, you know, saying no is actually a version of yes, but that's still really hard for people. So I don't know. Do you have any advice for people that um, they just want to say yes to everything, but it's not not necessarily the right yes? Yeah, I think um, our no or our yes is always about the motives behind them. And so if we're saying yes to something because we really could care less about doing it, we don't want to do it. We're doing it because we feel shame if we don't, pressure, people pleasing, whatever, um, then then we should consider why we're doing it. But I also think some people will say no because they just don't want to do the effort. They don't, they actually know it's something they should be doing, but they, they don't want to put the time in. They don't want to do the work. Um, and that's a, that's, that's not a healthy no, that's, that's a no of avoidance and escapism. And so I think it's really going like, what are the motives and what are the outcomes of that? Yes. Or that no, if that outcome of that, yes, or that no, is going to produce greater love and joy and peace and strength and grace in my life and in the ones and those around me, then that's a healthy yes, or that's a healthy no. Um, if it's actually going to help me avoid pain, if it's going to help me like kind of indulge in like um, living in my brain and not being vulnerable and not connected with people, if it if it, it's going to cost me in friendships or relationships that that are going to grow me, then I think we have to really be honest with ourselves. Are we running from pain? Are we avoiding? Are we working toward healing? and growth. And so I just think it's really good to be honest before the Lord consistently and before our community, trusted few friends, and um, be nimble. Be nimble in what life looks like, what your cadence and your rhythms for that season looks like. Be nimble in how you spend your time. Um, But also, if obedience is asking surrender because it really is producing growth, then make sure you hang in there for that as well. That was Rebecca Lyons. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com for more of that conversation. It's great stuff. All right, stay tuned up next. It's What's Jesse Thinking? I don't know how you make your way. I don't know how you make your way.
You're listening to Hillsong United. Song is No You Will. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, it's time for... What's Jesse thinking? Huh? You know he spends most of his waking hours thinking about weird wormhole conspiracies. He spends most of his sleeping hours dreaming about those conspiracies. And so we thought this would be a good forum for Jesse to tell us all the things that he's thinking about. It's time for what's Jesse thinking. What do you have this week, Jesse? Well, I'm thinking about, you know, people that have had some grand uh, uh, ambitious visions that were never fully realized. Mm. Um, But, you know, we we can kind of reflect back on and be like, man, what what could have been? And uh, it reminds me of the story of a uh, um, of a Danish immigrant named. Gunzo uh, Blorglum. Okay, you probably don't know his name. Uh, Do you know his he, name? <laughs> Are you sure you said that right? I'm going to spell. It, I'm going to spell it for you. G U T Z O N. That's his first Gutsen. name. Gutson. Gutson. Uh huh. And then uh, Borglum. B O R G L U M. Yeah, Borglum. Yeah. So anyway, uh, our good friend Gutson Borglum uh, <laughs> probably knew he wasn't going to have a career in politics because his name is almost impossible to pronounce. It's like, you know, he, if he were alive today, <laughs> it's like, yeah, if he were alive today, he would absolutely, people would question the validity of his vaccination because it's a crazy name. But anyway, he is the individual who wanted future civilizations to, and again, I should preface, he was born in like the, you know, all this took place between like the 1920s the 1940s so um uh he had a vision to be able to pass on to future generations uh uh the message of of kind of the american dream you know he was a beneficiary of it he really wanted to share it with others and so his vision was to create mount rushmore and to carve the heads of, of founding fathers into the side of a mountain uh and he ended up getting the funding for it we all are familiar with mount uh rushmore um and, it really is a very know, random he, thing when you think about it. it well, yeah, for sure. But, well, the, the, for sure. and the reason is he he really he really felt passionately that if the best way I can preserve these values is to carve these heads on here, and that future generations, that no matter what happens it, it, down the road, like thousands of years ago, any any uh, um, you know uh, records of America have have are disappeared in whatever natural disaster, somebody will discover these heads on the mountain <laughs> and want to know the history. <laughs> Of like America, the hopefully rediscovered we're, we're discovering the, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he, but he, after construction got underway, he he realized there was a flaw in his plan. Okay, this is remember this is the late 1920s. He realized that what if they find this thing and don't know who these faces are? Like, what if a future generation stumbles <laughs> upon Mount Rushmore and it's just four rando d- white dudes up there? <laughs> what what message is this going to bring? And this so, 
he decided that he was going to build a secret staircase and a secret room that uh, you is not accessible. You can't get there unless you kind of know where the location of this rock staircase is, which is close George to George Washington's nostril. And he, uh, not too. You're not too far oh, off. It's like directly behind one of Abraham Lincoln's eyes. Wow. And uh, so his vision was that, and I'm going to read this, this is from a, a piece on Discovery. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, right behind <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's hairline. Okay, <laughs> so right behind there, uh, he envisioned a chamber that would hold uh, all major historical documents of the United States, including the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Uh, there would be a a a doorway with a gold plated eagle stretching 38 feet wide and behind this goal would be the most valuable documents that a future generation would find and realize everything about America. Well, unsurprisingly, the federal government was not too keen on the idea of taking all of our precious national uh, monuments and putting them inside of the most random (laughs) monument in the country, which is four white dudes heads in South Dakota, in the middle of South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, after for, for years, this, this secret room existed and was kind of forgotten about. Like, you know, he built out the room. There's just no uh, documents in there. Well, uh, after years and decades of protest, um, his son actually, or his family actually got the government to uh, help fund uh, something in that room that is a massive porcelain tablet that uh, contains this message. Let us place here, carved high, as close to the heavens as we can, the words of our leaders, their faces, to show posterity what manner of men they were. Then breathe a prayer that these records will endure until the wind and rain alone shall wear them away. And inside are porcelain tablets with a history of America of them hidden in a secret room behind Mount Rushmore <laughs> that nobody can get to. So there is literally a secret room behind Mount Rushmore with national secrets. Did you fall asleep? Watching a Nicolas Cage movie last night. <laughs> this that is does true. sound like this it. Is, this is why I was thinking about it. The same was called. What? How can you not think about? It? How can you know that there's a secret room behind Mount Rushmore with weird porcelain tablets and not want to think about that and not think? You know, I think I could sneak in there and get a look around because evidently no one's been in there in all like 20 years. So we, who knows what's going on up there? But is this the, does anyone else not think that is one of the most interesting random things I could possibly know? A secret room with porcelain tablets hidden behind Abraham Lincoln's eyeline. It reminds me of Nicolas Cage's tomb that he bought for himself, the pyramid in New, in New Orleans, Orleans and yeah. stuff. They built a pyramid tomb for himself. I, I feel like that there's things hidden in that too. Yeah, but... Yeah, you're gonna say, Derek. This just remind me that that white people really, 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 really love America. I like America for sure. Like I ain't going nowhere. This mug is dope. You know what I'm saying? You you got we got Twitter, we got Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the world does. But but it started here. You know what I mean? So it's like. We got a lot of cool stuff. You know, yeah. we got we got Christian romance novels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got all types. Definitely we got Taylor, Taylor Swift. We got all types got of Taylor things. Swift. But it's like, you know what I mean? But just the, the, the idea that my man just, you know, it's like it's like the presidents are gods to yeah, some people. And it, you know what I mean? Like, it's like weird. It's, it's like weird. I'm like. I like America, but you know, I'm not going to petition for hundreds of years to, 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 you know what I'm saying? 
to to get a room with all of the secrets <laughs> of America in it that's locked away for people thousands of years to have to try to get y'all ain't even gonna just I mean why can't you just make it a museum where everybody can see the secrets why can't we all I want to see some of the American secrets I like them you know what I'm saying like then put they wouldn't me be in the secrets game. anymore but that's the problem why we got to have secrets we we yeah. supposed to love one another and, and we, this is a Christian nation right you can't have secrets in a Christian nation we supposed to be honest with one another. You know, that's a commandment. The thing about carving faces onto natural for large natural formations, it, it, it just doesn't seem like the wisest long-term choice to it me. It was a weird, because, it was a weird call. But think about like Stone Mountain yeah, in Atlanta. Sure. Uh-huh. On the side of Stone Mountain is a huge carving of Robert E. Lee. Didn't this guy do that one too? Uh, probably. Jesse? I, I don't I don't I don't know. I, let me look it up. I would get it. I think he, he did. did. I, 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 of course he did, Robert Ely. Oh, he was yeah, initially involved in it. It's like you can't you can't undo that now. You have mm-hmm. now permanently defaced this stone mountain. Shoot the nose off of Robert E. Lee. That's the only way I would be happy. It's just like the Sphinx. Shoot if y'all shoot Robert E. Lee nose off, you can keep him up there. Oh my gosh. I mean, we can change out who's on our dollar bills. We can we can move a problematic monument or statue out of out of the public square. We can do all these things, but when you start messing with mountains and stuff, like you can't May- you know look get maybe, course correct. Maybe Maybe Gutson just had a very specific skill set, and there wasn't a lot of demand for it. So he's just free, just he just yeah. free will in his own ideas. He's like, "We're four presidents, secret room." He probably was an Eagle Scout when he was a kid. He sounds like probably he yeah. probably got all those merit badges too. Sounds really Eagle Scouty really for sure. Eagle Scouty. Yeah, it's it's pretty ambitious. But I do think it's cool. I do think actually just the the idea that there is a secret room yeah. that was intentionally built, you know, behind it, Lincoln's, Lincoln's hairline, hairline <laughs> is like you you can you can at least appreciate the ambition of this project. If if not thinking it's probably a massive waste of time. Do, do you but, know? Uh, do you know? I like the idea of like hiding stuff like for future people to yeah. find like yeah. Bob Goff t- told me once that he'll when he travels alone he'll he'll write notes or to his kids and like bury it somewhere in that country or whatever and then mark down the coordinates and then like one day he planned to like what? come back with them as an adult or something like that. And they would go together to find the thing that he wrote to their future selves back when they were babies or whatever. What, what if they build like a Chipotle? Yeah. Or something? <laughs> well, I think it's like, this so sounds we were, like a romance novel. <laughs> we were in the white house one time and he was like, Hey, you need to, you need to write a note to Cohen, future Cohen and hide it somewhere in the white house and then tell them where it is. And then someday I was like, dude, I will get arrested if I'm seen rooting around the flowers in the rose garden and trying to bury a note to my kid like that's definitely something only a rich white man will come up with the, the, re- the rest of the world is like are you crazy I don't, I, don't even know, I don't even know how I got here the first time yeah <laughs> like I, I just picture like Bob Goff walking around some random back hallway in the White House with a stethoscope like tapping like not here not here oh, there it is there's a note it's right behind that panel yeah uh, if we can you know where's the carpenter you know we needed that piece of drywall off I left a 
left a note card to myself uh, a few years back. And, uh, you know, actually, it's kind of sentimental, but I, I left a really good recipe on the back. That's and, a level, uh, that's a level of money out. and access that's just like, that's crazy. Oh. He, he, he'd have been there so much. He's like, you know what? You should do this. You know what? You know you should do this to me? Lecrae used to do this to me when we first started out. Like, Lecrae would be like, yo, you should buy this car. It's an amazing car. And it's just like, Lecrae, you a millionaire, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even a thousand there yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Well, that that's a very interesting. Uh, what's Jesse thinking this week? Well, before we wrap up, uh, I want to thank Rebecca Lyons for joining us today. Make sure to check out her book, A Surrendered Yes. Uh, it comes out today, actually. Uh, look at that timing. Uh, also, Head over to relevantmagazine.com to check out the newest issue of the digital magazine. We've got incredible, thoughtful conversations with Jessica Chastain, Need to Breathe, Philip Yancey, Andy Minio, Julia Newbell, uh, Jackie O'Perry. There's so much good stuff. It goes on and on and on. Um, yeah, don't miss it. It's available ad-free by uh, presented by our friends at UHSM. Go check it out. So over there at relevantmagazine.com, just click on the magazine tab. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check up for our sign up for our daily newsletter and bring you the top five trending stories at Relevant every morning. You can sign up or you don't miss a thing. Keep seeing the know. It's great stuff. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm broke. <laughs> broke minor. <laughs> leave a note, Derek. Derek leave a Ryder, note leave to your future <laughs> self about how much money. Write a check to your future yeah. self and bury it in Naples, Italy. And then like one day, go get <gasps> yeah. it. Man, yeah, they, they gonna have like a a H and M built over that money. I'll be like, no, a <laughs> million dollar check. There's a hey man, that is a McFlurry machine right where I left my note. Uh-huh. Do with that. It doesn't even work. Right, it don't even work. There's a pretty good chance it ain't even working. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Body cam on. Relevant Podcast Network.